I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. August 18th, 2020. A day with no holidays. The Grape Harvest Festival. Genghis Khan, Are You My Daddy? Cherry Trees, and the 19th Amendment. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today, is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Hello, again. Emphasis on the hell. Yeah. I think this might be the most cursed episode we've ever done. It's, and it, it's only just begun-ish again, and again, and again. Yep. Man, so, so... Our tripod was mysteriously broken, as we've previously discussed, mm-hmm. and the uh, guilty party went responsibly and bought some glue. Yes. So we could glue it together. Yes. And I shouldn't probably be trusted with, like, fast-drying, crazy adhesive glues. I didn't warn you ahead of time. <laughs> I get... This ramshackle thing put together, and I'm thinking, okay, that, and right as I'm thinking that, it blah, 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 it falls off. Right. And then I then I freak out because it's fast drying glue. And this is why I can't be trusted with it because I, <laughs> it's like snakes to me. I just lose my composure. There's, I shouldn't, I do, I know I'm going to, there's nothing I can do to stop it. It's just happening. And so I'm like, yeah, and I'm grabbing it and trying to get it all, I get it back on there and kind of loosely and I'm kind of proud of that you know I got it in time this time I didn't you know I didn't glue my fingers to my own face or anything <laughs> stupid well then I go to get everything set up to record and it's facing <laughs> the wrong way like right. the way the phone would clamp in all the things it's facing the wrong way I'm yes. like that's delightful yeah so luckily this isn't 
this this type of super bond glue isn't as fast drying as like a crazy glue. Right. And it, it was just a little loose, so I was able to spin it and keep it in time. The glue probably won't take now, but at least it's holding for the moment. Right. Get it all in place, get it uh, set up, and then all, all worlds of mayhem break loose from upstairs where the kids are. Yes. So I have to go deal with that. Yeah. Come back down. We get it set up going into the third time to yes. get things going again. And we, we get part of the way into the intro and Meg realizes that the microphone <laughs> on top is facing the com uh, 180 degrees, wrong direction. <laughs> At which point it becomes apparent that someone has been monkeying with this besides us, which it's right. a huge no-no. Everybody knows it's a you don't no. touch the recording studio equipment. Right. It's fall apart stuff anyway. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we finally got uh, the episode started and we're just waiting to see what happens. I'm guessing the top of the tripod will fall off and crack the screen of my laptop. That feels right. Something that like tracks that. with the, this uh, approach to this episode so far. Indeed. Well, it is August 18th. Yeah. And according to my mediocre and half-assed research, there's literally no holiday anywhere in the world today. Really? Not one. It is a day with no purpose. Aw, poor August 18th. It is what it is. I guess hopefully somebody has a birthday has and they can assign some meaning, but yes. from a national perspective, being any nation, anywhere, it's just a day. Here's what we could do. We, you and me, mm -hmm. could have another baby. Today? No. Here's the thing. Since we have to do the C-sections, we kind of get to pick a birthday. Okay. So, we so could... three months from now, we need, well, it's hard to say because they sometimes early and yeah, all that. Yeah, that's true. You... It'd be a big gamble. Yeah. I don't know if we could land it on August 18th. Maybe if you got a group of, say, 15 awesomes that would all join in together in this endeavor to gun for, then surely at least one and maybe a couple could get the baby born on okay. the 18th. Yeah. It's going to take more than one effort to make sure it happens. That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay. All right. We'll do that. I'll let you handle it. Okay. Because I'm very, very good at organizing things. You are. And babies. <laughs> All right. I love that you took us back to antiquity once again for this first one, 293 B.C. The oldest known Roman temple to Venus, the goddess Venus, is founded, starting the institution of Venalia Rustica, the Grape Harvest Festival. Yeah. Now, stories vary a bit over history, but the most important thing to know is that if you are needing an excuse to have some wine, have one today. You could raise a glass to the goddess Venus, I suppose, if you could raise one and curse her. You could do whatever you want so yeah. long as you're raising one, right? That's right. That's right. Did you know when I was doing my undergrad, I took an entire semester class on Greek myth? I feel like I remember that. I had one of my favorite professors, Dr. Yozo, taught that. I remember that. He was one of my favorite professors because he's very funny and entertaining in class, but he literally never talked about the material, mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure we've all had those professors. And so then the exams would roll around and there'd be all of this material that was in our text, but uh, we'd never covered it in class. So it was kind of a choose your own adventure course. Right on. We definitely covered Venus at some point, but not, he didn't, but our text did. So 
there's that. Well, moving ahead a lot of time to 1227, Genghis Khan died. Mm -hmm. Now, that's probably not newsworthy by itself, but Genghis Khan's a fascinating dude, very noted for multiple wives and yeah. um, concubines, whatever they called them in right. their culture, all of that. Mm -hmm. DNA testing, fairly recently, DNA testing has shown that at least 8% of the men who live in that region where he reigned are descendants. Currently. Currently. Wow. Which, and it's not a small number no. of people there either. It's millions yeah. of people that live there, which ultimately how that breaks down is that it is one half of 1% of all men in the world are are related to Genghis Khan. Oh my gosh. That dude was busy. He was prolific. I wonder if any of his kids were born on August 18th. I, they're just statistically, they you had would, to. Have you'd been. think. Had to. Have you'd been. think. Mm -hmm. We'll get our fact checker to look into that. Mm -hmm. That's oh, right. Oh wait, we don't have one. <laughs> 1612, the Pendle witch trials. I'm guessing this is when they began or they were this is when the actual trials began, was today. Okay. In 1612. In 1612 they're mm -hmm. among the most famous in English history. In these trials, 12 were tr accused and charged with the murders of 10 people by the use of witchcraft. Now, as witchcraft trials go, it was a witch trial. Indeed. So we have one dying of natural causes, leaving 11 to actually be tried in this court. They were, of course, convicted and summarily executed. Indeed, indeed. Now, you discovered in this, your in your Guggen... Yeah, this is one of the most, if not the most, well-documented of the witch trials. Okay. So, if that's your thing, hmm. there is plenty to read. I had contemplated grabbing more information, but just the Wikipedia page alone was so exhaustive, I was like, I don't... I don't have the gas in my tank today. I got. I knew I was going to have to go downstairs and screw up the tripod with crazy glue and I have all kinds of problems and I just didn't need that extra burden. Well, also you... you Maybe you, it's the witches I was going to say, I was going to say, you may have actually cursed us Probably by refusing did. I know to look into this. Got this fly back. I see it flying around. Yep. That's I'm, true. I don't like it. So with the Pendle Witch Trials, I, I have to think there are books, either uh, fiction or nonfiction, also inspired by that. So I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I'd be shocked if there weren't, including a play, um, yeah. probably a song somewhere, all kinds of things. A sea shanty. Well, undoubtedly. Well, speaking of sea shanties. <laughs> 1817, there are sightings reported of a 60 to 70 foot Sea serpent offshore. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like any serpents. Offshore in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Did I say Gloucester right? Please correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. Did you there. say Massachusetts right? Massachusetts. You you put a T in the middle, I think, Mass the first time. Massachusetts. Mass it's probably did. I am, but a mere... Just call it Mass. <laughs> Gloucester Mass. I'm just a hick from the sticks. I don't know how words work. Um, those sightings continued on of this sea monster for two years. Now so they, you know it's real. Well, speaking of realness, they even found on the beach what they believed to be, this makes me want to die, offspring of the serpent. It was a small black snake with humps on it. 
the the way they described it was actually like spiny protuberances like you would oh, imagine on a no. drawing of a dragon yeah that was there was even a picture and that's that's kind of what the well it wasn't a photo it was a picture somebody uh, i think had sketched okay all right well, unfortunately, examinations done by a naturalist showed it to be a normal snake with tumors yeah, on its spine. That's tasty. I hate all of this. I hate that I'm saying it, but the question remains, or was it? There was yet another claim that it was a narwhal. Now, are narwhals real? A narwhal is a medium-sized toothed whale. Is that real? As far as I know. It's a real creature. As far as I know. Okay. I feel like a narwhal, in my mind, is fantasy, is a fantasy creature, but... It is used a lot in games, fantasy games. Okay. Is it because of the tooth situation? It has a, it's a horn. It has a horn thing, too. It's like a unicorn whale. It's the unicorn of the sea. Kind of like tuna okay. is the chicken of the sea. You have to have the sea counterpart to your land animals of... Yes. ...mythical or regular status. Yes, Neptune ordered it to be so. To I guess go back so. To Greek myth. Yes, good, right. good tie-in. Um, but I want to go back to this because it just struck me as we were talking about it. Yeah, on the on the page, whatever, wherever it was on the interwebs, I was looking at there is this hand-drawn picture, okay. and I'm like, so that was evidently the 1800s version of receipts. <laughs> See, I drew it. It's proof. You can't argue with the fact. Here it is. What a fantastic world to live in. Your bag of gold is mine. I drew it. See? That's mine. That is hilarious. And yes, okay, the drawing. Like, see, everybody? No wonder they had witch trials and all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit, man. Uh, I mean, we're laughing, but someday, someday in the annals of history, people will be looking back at us and laughing their Probably. asses off about some kind of Probably absurdity so. that we've done and believed to be true. So, okay. What else you got? Well, 1872, the first mail order catalog is issued by A.M. Ward, which... Those of us who are a little older might uh, remember Montgomery Wards. Totally remember Montgomery Wards. That I, was like the precursor to, yeah. I think they were before Sears. I think so, um, yes. Woolsworth, all the, yeah, or Woolworths or Woolsworths or wherever the S's go in that. That's kind of like, was just Chestershire sauce. It's one of those names you just don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the catalogs, man. The catalogs. Oh. As a kid, did you do oh, it? Yes, absolutely. I can remember the delivering mm -hmm. of the Montgomery Ward's catalog being such a notable thing and just pouring through the pages, page after page of yep. some boring things, some rabbit, fascinating things. Rabbit folding the, oh, the yes. corners down to, oh, that thing, to go back and dream about it. Dream about it, daydream, yeah. put it on the Christmas list. I remember shopping in-store at Montgomery Wards, too. I remember once, vaguely, but I feel like at that point it was already pretty seedy, or at least the one we were at was. Was it the one in Kansas City? No. 
I don't think so. <laughs> That's the only one That's I remember. The one you frequented. Yeah. yeah, where my grandparents lived. But what I don't about know. service merchandise? I was going to say also service merchandise. Yeah. Yes. What a fantastic experience that was. Now they they had the catalog, right? The catalog, but there was also here in Oklahoma City. I know there was a store. Oh, I think it was on the east side somewhere. May have even been up towards Edmond. I can't recall exactly, but I remember going there. Yes. Because along with you, you'd find what you wanted in the catalog, and then you're hunting through the store. It was only it was like a mildly polished warehouse type experience. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, the best part, though, you you'd you'd buy your stuff, and then you'd take your ticket yep. back to the back, and it would they somebody in the back in the storage area would get your crap that you bought. And then it was it was like the the luggage thing at a yes. airport. It just yes. would come rolling on these conveyors out of the back. Like that's mine. You're diving oh, on the conveyor. Gosh, it was such a great yeah. shopping experience. Yeah, I remember being greatly bereaved when service merchandise went out of business because it was a true experience to get to go. Indeed, now it just lives in our memories. R.I.P. Well. 1909 to move ahead so we don't have to weep profusely over the loss of that dandy of a store. 1909, the mayor of Tokyo presents President Taft with 2,000 cherry trees. Excellent. And I have three things. Normally, I'm a man of twos, but I have three things to say about that. Yep. One, President Taft had a fantastic mustache. Mm -hmm. Solid. He didn't have the wax technology that we do today. Ah, oh, yes. But he had a great mustache. Okay. Number two, that's a really weird flex. <laughs> and number three, I'm desperately wondering if this was some cloaked way to make fun of the legend of George Washington cutting down the cherry tree. I want to believe that it is. I like that. Bizarre. I like it. That's hey, a uh, lot of cherry trees. White House, well, bring, bring it on in, guys. Here's 2,000 damn trees. Okay, now, something is just making a connection just now in my mind. So, in the spring in D.C., the blooming of the cherry trees is like a huge deal. And these are the cherry trees Yes. from the president of Tokyo. President. Mayor. Mayor. mayor I, I do know a little bit about how civics work. How the, <laughs> from the mayor of Tokyo over 100 years ago. Pretty, pretty fascinating. Well, look at that. Okay. I've got one more for you. Okay. 1920. Yes. The 19th Amendment is ratified with Tennessee bringing the final vote in. You would not have voted for it because you weren't allowed to until it was ratified. Right. Because the 19th Amendment. See what I did there? You did it. Tricked you. You did it. <laughs> it's women's suffrage. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So it was voted in in 1919 and ratified in 1920. That didn't even get a courtesy chuckle. I feel like I should go back to trying to fix the tripod now. <laughs> I knew you did that on purpose. I did. That's what happens when I let you kind of co-read the notes before we go. I don't get the honest response. <laughs> but what you do get is me having some capacity to actually read the words and not That's step all over them. That's true. It's a trade-off. <laughs> well, uh, in 1997... Uh, why do I feel like that's a significant year? That's when my sister graduated from high school. Well... I don't know. A lot of great things happened in 1997. One of them being Patrick Swayze, again, rest in peace, received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Nice. Well-deserved, much earned. Did he attend the ceremony with no shirt on? Oh, man. It, he only he made it dream. cool before McConaughey even thought about it. Yeah, he did. Patrick Swayze. The hair, man. The that hair. dude had 
the most prolific hair yes, ever. Absolutely. So that was ninety-seven. All right. Well, two thousand six, and this actually ultimately ties into current day. Okay. Two thousand six, following negative press releases, our good friend and company Apple does an internal audit of its iPod supplier in China. Okay. Due to findings that work hours were excessive, they assured everyone that they would institute changes to enforce a, quote, normal 60-hour work week. Who knows how many hours a week those people have been working. Yeah. Now, if that's not bad enough, Apple did not deny that the average wage at that plant is about $60 a month. Oh, my gosh. The facility employs 32,000 staff. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. People wonder why manufacturing has gone overseas. Mm-hmm. Well, there's why. Yeah. They're literally paying people a dollar a day. Right. And they were... Working them again, who knows? Because they cut back to 60 hours That's a week. That's insane to me. The profit margin, my word. Yeah. So, this is particularly interesting in light of the present day lawsuit against Apple mm-hmm. from Epic Games, yep. which we talked about. Was it yesterday or day before or somewhere Recently. in the recent days? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're crying right now in the in the news. They're crying that their thirty percent uh, tax that they apply to all app and in app purchases is what keeps them profitable because their iPhone sales are slowing down. Mm. Yeah. Now, last year, the App Store alone accounted for a little over eighteen billion. <gasps> Of their total service revenue, which oh is in gosh. the neighborhood of about 40% of what they make. And guess guess what they do for $18 billion? Jack crap. Nothing. They, they create a platform yeah. that you have to go do all the stuff to list your thing on. They hired an attorney to write up legalese that you can't understand with the addition of statements like, oh, and by the way, we can change this at any time. Mm-hmm. And then they just sit back and cash checks. And then they, you know, then they can have fancy offices and everybody can sit around and talk about how they're super green and, you know, right. whatever it is that feels cool to talk about instead of actually working and doing something of value 
because they've paid all these people a dollar a day overseas to do all the real work. Right. Yeah, Apple likes to position themselves and message themselves as this very, you know, progressive, forward-thinking, right, <clears throat> responsible. I'm going to get political on you, company. Oh, and I'm not. I'm not apologetic for this. I know you never perspective are. <laughs> because it's true. Okay, I'm not saying that all that all liberals are evil. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is it is uh, a rarity that that what I'm about to say is not true. Okay. That it is the most vocal of that crowd, mm-hmm. the most insistent upon save this, save that, give money to this, give money to that. Well, they're not, they don't want to save it and give their money. They want to take your money and give your money. And they, they do really heinous things behind the scenes like this, uh, how they pay their, their manufacturing, all of that. They're usually, I, I almost wonder if it isn't a, uh, a crisis of conscience. So they, you know, they demand all these other things must be done, save all the things and do this and you're evil. No, actually they're feeling bad because this is what they do. And you can track that down to individual politicians that scream the loudest and, mm. and how things go. And I'm not, I guess I'm not speaking uh, these words in reference to individuals as much as I am to other than politicians, uh, to politicians and the entities who, pay them all of the money that they do through lobbyism and that stuff. Yeah. These people are terrible and they love to bitch about capitalism and free markets. And and then at the same time, they are the ones abusing them to the degree that they get ugly. Hmm. So I have a lot of big feelings about that. I could probably completely run us out of business going on and on about it. Um, I've, I've enjoyed Apple products in the past, but some of this has really made me scratch my head and say, man, is it, I, I would say, is it even worth doing it? Except, whose product are you going to use that isn't the same story? I mean, it's either your Apple overlords or your Google overlords, or your Microsoft, or your yeah. whoever. Everybody's doing the same thing. That's yeah. how they can compete with each other. Now, what do you think is going to happen with this Epic Games lawsuit? Like, if you just had to prognosticate a little bit, nothing. So they're just some court is going to say Apple's not a monopoly. They can. Is think, it isn't an no, that would be something. I think nothing will happen. I think that the attorneys, and especially from Apple's side, who probably has, well, with their 18 yes. point whatever billion dollars a year, they can hire yeah. all the firms if they wanted to. Right. Um, they will make motions and on and on and on. This will stretch out Until Epic Games runs ever. out of money. Yeah. Epic Games will either quit fighting or it will just float forever and the courts will never have a chance to make a decision because they're constantly processing right. all the paperwork. Now, here's a question. In the meantime, and you may not know the answer to this, but mm-hmm. in the meantime, so this all started because Epic Games found this workaround. Oh, to- they, they didn't find a workaround. Oh. I mean, they, they kind of did. They, they instituted a very obvious thing that gave people the ability to make their purchases without going through Apple, but okay. it was... Um, they weren't trying to hide anything. They wanted it to be found because they wanted to file the suit. Okay. Had they been able to keep up that thing, or did Apple shut that part down? Well, they were kicked off of... Oh, that's out right. Of the app kicked store. out of the App Store. I forgot so, that part of the story. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, speaking of... Let me, let me throw one other twist okay. on that. This is, it's not like they're uniquely facing the problem. Um, a lot of games that started as apps that are also like, that's a big bite of revenue gone. Yeah. What they've done is they've created a, a desktop executable yeah. that you can open and you don't have to make your purchases through the app. You can go through the desktop and make them there. That's legal so far that doesn't violate uh, anything or maybe it's an instance where, I don't know, maybe it's an instance where the company has to be um, not domiciled in the US because I know two of the games I'm thinking of are both uh, run by a company out of Israel. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a crazy world. Okay, it is a crazy world. It's a crazy world run by our friends at Apple at all the places, but also if you're into entertainment, it's run by Netflix. It's, they're all they're all following the same model. Yeah. You well, only you only have to find like before there were ever pirates. Somebody was a pirate the first time, and somebody else saw it and was like, "Hey, now that's a good hey. idea. All I have to do is draw a picture of their boat, and it's mine." <laughs> All right, give me your phone and pull up that text I sent you. Oh, boy. Something interesting. So I mentioned that over the weekend on Friday night, actually, I had posted on my Instagram stories that I was going to watch The Lost Husband and what did everyone think of it. And so in my Instagram DMs in the um, others folder, which I don't always get to because it's usually mostly a lot of spam, somebody with an account name uh, Vincente or Vincente, uh, who... I do not know who that is. I clicked over. They don't have, it's like a, one of those profile pictures. It's mm -hmm. just like the, what's it called? It may or may not be me. Is it? No. Oh. I don't even know how to use that. You are not good at Instagram. Although I think you'd enjoy it if you got on there, but you got a lot of I distractions already. I got a lot of things already. going on. I'm trying to fix a tripod over here. Yes. Vincente uh, DM'd me to say that Netflix promotes what it wants to promote. Because remember, my question was like, how is this number one in the country? Mm -hmm. I guess we're all watching it. So he says, Netflix promotes what it wants to promote and provides no real data to back it up. Um, and he mentions something about uh, Baztan's trilogy that ended up going straight to Netflix because there was a lot of, Netflix paid a lot of money for it. Those movies were really big in Spain. You maybe have even watched one. The first one's called The Invisible Guardian. I don't recall. You do love a foreign language. If, if the dubbing, dubbing is good. With good dubbing. And by good, I mean really awkward English. Inappropriate syntax. And then really like creepy when they use curse words. Yeah. Or they're just like over the top with the F word because... Because they think, they think that's what Americans, Americans say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're not wrong. Um, okay, so anyway, since Netflix paid a lot of money for it, basically what he's saying is it's going to be there for mm -hmm. a while so they can get a return on their investment. They are testing the waters with this Hallmark movie, again, The Lost Husband, to see how much the audience is into it. Netflix has too much content and needs to start figuring out what works sooner rather than later or cash will eventually run out. Now, I don't know about that. Netflix does seem to... Yeah, I make a lot of money anytime you get an online rant of any kind and that's not an insult against this person yeah um, most commonly this would be the same in the amazon reviews yeah, yeah which yeah, are yeah. freaking awesome to read yes i did not almost drop an f-bomb by the way i was <laughs> just struggling with words um, yeah you'll get two or three things that make sense and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it's like they're 
they're pushing a perspective that has nothing really to do with the thing anyway, and it's not entirely right. It's like, then I'm all distracted by that one thing. Well, Vincente's not wrong about one thing, and that is that Netflix provides literally yeah. no public data. Yeah. Unless they really, really want to, then they'll release, they'll leak out some numbers. But Kind of sideways, though. They yes. won't give you the number. They'll let some other report leak so people can assume a number. Exactly, exactly. So with their top 10 list, which is a new development in 2020 that they've put out there, they actually do, they completely control what's on that top 10 list. And whatever appears on your top 10 list is based on what the algorithm yeah. thinks yeah. you'll be into. So if we actually used our different screen profiles, you might have a totally different top yeah. 10 list than I do. And this is what got me really uh, angry. As an Enneagram 9, sometimes it's hard for me to even say that I have anger. Your, your smiles, corners drop just a little bit. Yes. <laughs> the thing about Netflix is... They used to use as a metric how many people watched a piece of content by whether or not they got through 70% of that content. So not just half of it, but over half, 70%, they would say, okay, this counts as a view. But recently, either last year or this year, they changed that metric to two minutes of viewing time counts as a view. And this is the part that is Mm -hmm. crazy to me and if you just click on the like sort of splash screen for that thing like if it's a movie and you want to read the description and they now have begun the auto they haven't just now begun it's been happening for a while the autoplay of like the trailer once it starts its autoplay for that the two minute timer starts uh, ticking i'm curious yeah i'm curious and there's no answer that we know to this but i'm curious so you're in your flipping through whatever you hit one of those and then something happens in the house and you leave the room and it plays through it four times. I, if that counts as four views. Oh my gosh. I wonder. I bet it does. I bet they're using tied into what this person's claiming. Yeah. I'll bet they use any and every metric that they can to count views towards right. what they feel like they need to promote for financial reasons. Yes. Yes. So this is, this is a commonality across again, this whole digital um, marketplace of things, whether right. it's games or this or, or whatever else, is that they do a impeccable job of skirting the line and usually just on the wrong side of what's legal mm -hmm. to do in terms of what they're supposed to report, what they're supposed to tell you, what they don't. It's uh, and, and who's monitoring it? I know. Well, Epic Games, maybe. It's trying. Yeah. And it won't work. So, you know, the awesome of that is just sort of be aware as Netflix is feeding you its uh, a specific recipe for you of what they think right. you're going to like. You know, just be aware that they... Well, it's a psychological trip because yeah. we are geared as herd beings. Yeah. And so we're going to default to, well, gosh, if everybody else likes this, maybe I should too. Mm -hmm. And okay, I'll watch it and then try to come up with reasons to like it so you don't feel like an outsider. Absolutely. So, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. It is interesting. You never know what you're going to find back there in the DMs. Well, let's run through Watch, Read, Listen, Lifestyle. Let's do it. What to watch. Go fire up your favorite Patrick Swayze movie. Of course, for me, that's going to be Dirty Dancing. You know it is. 
Do you have a favorite Patrick Swayze movie? Um, did, you, did you like, was it Roadhouse? Roadhouse was mildly entertaining. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite ever of him wasn't a movie. It was it was the Chippendale skit that he did with Chris Farley Go find on Saturday it on Night YouTube. Live. YouTube. It is worth a rewatch. Phenomenal. Yes. Only because of Farley. Oh, yeah, for but sure. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Netflix. So last night I rewatched because I, I slept through part of the first time. I rewatched Project Power in its entirety and it's still just fine. And that's Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Sort yeah, of yeah. sci fi adventure. Okay. I started watching the series Shameless. That's not a Netflix original. It's just a series they have. It's not my thing. Okay. I'm sure some people like it. It wasn't that it was bad. It just didn't, it didn't my type of entertainment. Not your deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you'd like to do some reading, as Kyle was talking about earlier, there is so much just in Wikipedia on the Pendle Witch Trials. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, again, you could find books on it. If you're into the witch trial uh, genre, there's plenty there. To polish off a day of many things going wrong, Equipment decided to stop recording a few minutes before we stopped talking. Pretend like the ending was there, and it made the whole episode worthwhile. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.